We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. You are live with the Nathan and Gabe Show. Episode 12. Here we are, drinking tea and coffee, yep. living the dream. The dream is being lived. I like that as an expression. Whenever the one of the hardest times I ever laughed that I wasn't expecting is I ran into one of my buddies from high school okay. and he was working at the gas station. And that's the hardest that that joke has ever hit me. As I said, "How you doing, man?" He goes, "Just living the dream." As he put the, the gas pump into my car, and I lost my mind. I laughed. I laughed for twenty minutes. Like, like it kept hitting me throughout the day. Was he being facetious, or was he just? It was just a reactionary. No, we shared a laugh. About you did, it. okay? Yeah. Which, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, wow. Uh, yeah, I that's maybe the hardest that it's ever hit. Okay, but living the dream. Have you ever had any uh, like kind of the considered rock bottom type jobs where not a lot of uh, nobody nobody's retiring from the pumping gas? Yeah, right. Sure, probably not. Yeah, yeah. They don't also, have, like... you're gonna die if you're doing that for twenty years. I mean, you're breathing noxious fumes. Yeah. All the time. You're going to die. It can't be good, yeah. And pl- every time I feel bad starting my car up if they're, like, pumping gas right next to me. Like, I usually, when I start up my car to leave, yeah. I try to make sure they're not right behind me because... That's nice of you. I would imagine wow. breathing in the startup exhaust from a thousand yeah. cars. It's bad for Especially you. Especially on those diesel pumps. Like, when a diesel starts up and... Uh, and they got to give it a little rev before... Yeah, yeah. There's all that black smoke comes yeah. rolling out of the oh, back. man. Yeah, dude, I can't... That smell smells like like death. Like it's it probably like working at a fish market or something. Okay. Or, like, the fish factory. Yeah. Where you're you're totally just saturated in gas smell. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's... I would rather be covered in fish, because that's, like, a natural thing, at least, right? right? Like, yeah. Covered in oil and gas I feel like exhaust. Would, like, I feel like it would burn my sinuses. I feel like I have sensitive sinuses to begin with. Like yeah. I'm very hypersensitive to smells. Yeah. Like like for example, uh, like yesterday, I put on too much deodorant, and when I went to go to bed, it I was still like the smell was still lingering. We've talked about your deodorant before. I think yeah. you just need to update it, bro. Native is where it's at. Yeah, I, yeah, we yeah I've talked about. Yeah, that. we uh, should hit them up for a sponsor. You uh, know, I I have an idea. Okay. And. This is a Blackbeard fire starter, mm-hmm. which I love you, so I want to give you one. Oh, thank you, There you, you man. go. It's got an American flag on it, because they're cool. Uh, properly made in the USA. So, Blackbeard fire starter hey. is not a sponsor, okay. but they should be. All right. And I thought about, like, well, I just, I got these, I got a f- five of these uh, a few weeks ago. And what these are, are, like, emergency survival fire starters you can break them up you can cut them off and like sprinkle them and fluff it up and start a fire if you just have a ferro rod you're allowed to or allowed to you can scrape it get a spark and that will start the fire so these last i think each one of these uh i don't know how long it lasts if you use it like light it at the top you can scrape it it's gonna last a long time and it's waterproof so yeah Smart to have one of these. Yes, have one of these everywhere you go. Of course, dude. Yeah. So my thought is, you know, we don't have uh, any sponsors. Right. But we use things that we are kind of proud of. And, like, as soon as I got these, I saw this. This is like an Instagram thing where I saw the ad 
for it on Instagram and was like, man, that looks cool. I looked into the company and it's like a just a company that I can get behind. It seems like an easy thing that would come in very handy in an emergency situation. Right. I throw one in the car, one in my wife's car, one in uh, my emergency box, you know, and like whatever. So yeah. now I got <clears throat> emergency fire starter. <clears throat> you got one too. Hopefully we cool. never have to use it. Right. But if we do, uh, there's enough to keep fires going for a while. Started. Especially being outdoorsy, you know, like, like you know, wanting to go and hike and camp and hunt, whatever. Like, who knows? Are you ever going to go on, like, an overnight hunt? Yeah. Know, like a fire. That'd be cool. Yeah. And I think if I wasn't so pressed for time, next time I go out and, like, shoot a, a deer or something, bear, yeah. I'm going to, like, make a fire and just roast the ribs. Get that rib meat Ooh. just right there, bro. Yeah. Just roast the ribs and peel that meat off. Get the heart on a little stick. Roast the heart. Maybe get a little kidney action in there. Yeah. And, uh, liver, not kidney. Eey. Kidneys, are, that's liver. Bad. Liver. Yeah? Yeah, I think, well, kidneys are your filter for, I think kidneys. I thought, doesn't liver do that too? Yeah. But, people eat liver. Yeah, liver's got a lot of uh, your nutrients and okay. stuff. Heart and liver are like your go-to eating organs. Could you use kidneys as Tongue like, as as like well. a bait? For something else? Sure. Yeah. 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 I, my guts for animals, I usually just throw them off to the side knowing that something is going to eat Yeah. Those. Nature's got that handle. Yeah. You know, I smelled this because when you were talking about like wanting to hang the ribs, I smelled it at first. And the fact that it doesn't have an offensive, it has no smell. No, I don't smell anything. Which is great. Because when you see this and you think it's going to start a fire, you think that it would have like a, like a kerosene kind of smell. I thought it was Oily. like a burlap sack, something like that, which okay. I have. Oddly enough, smelled a lot of those because we make fire bags at work. What's Some that? people can use it at the beach. So, like, we split lumber, we throw a fire starter in there, a bunch of shredded, like, newspaper and stuff, put it in a burlap sack so they can just light the burlap sack and the whole thing goes. Oh, wow. And it burns for, you know, two or three hours. You sell those to people at the hotel? Yeah, they can, like, they can sign up for, like, uh, if you bought your room and you bought, like, the fire package, like, the s'mores package, I think is what it's called. Cool. So, it's like, you can get, like, they'll give you, like, a bucket, some s'mores stuff, some s'mores sticks, a fire bag, and then you can go down there with your family and enjoy the That's the really beach. cool. It's a good idea, right? I do like the fact that we can have fires on the beaches. Yeah. <clears throat> because it is, it's just fun to have a fire down by the beach. Yeah. It, it's almost, that's, like, one of the things I always did enjoy about growing up here was you, you looked at, like, 4th of July. It's cool to look down the beach for miles and just see, like, no joke, 40 or 50 fires. Yeah, just, just every... groups of people hanging yeah. out. Because nobody's... those. Every fire represents a good time. Good yeah. memories, happy, like... Nobody... There is probably that one person who's sitting by the fire who's like... This fire. Fucking fire sucks, yeah. right? I'm cold, you know? It's, yeah. some, it's like a girlfriend that should be an ex-girlfriend. Right. She's like, you're there... You, yeah, dude. And she's yeah. like, I'm cold. Yeah. Shut. And you're like, well, then sit in the fire. Go. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. Have some fire. Throw a fire starter. Why are you tying me to a stake? I'm like, well, <laughs> you're about to go in the fire, you goddamn witch. Wow. <laughs> Why I oughta. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Harkening back to episode 11. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Man, alive. So, when my idea is this, is what if we... Give a shout out to somebody that sh isn't a sponsor but should be. Okay. I say the first one, Blackbeard Firestarters, not a sponsor, but I support them, and yeah. um, I think it's pretty cool. Now, yeah. all that being said, have we started a fire with this yet? 
no, because I don't want to waste one. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I like, I really want. I I figure that uh, if I can, and that, it would be easy. Look, you can scrape off some, and if you scrape it and look at it, it looks like uh, like you ever get some lint in your belly button. Yeah, that happens to me every time I buy a new shirt. Okay, like some of the, it, it follows the hairs in yeah. your. Isn't that weird that yeah. your belly button like captures lint it is and weird. like yeah. it goes in there? But that's kind of like what it is. It looks like belly button lint mixed with some weird black stuff. That's gonna yeah. What if it was belly button lint? Dude, they just, some black bearded guys been saving it up wow. for years. Dang, a lot of years to even make one of these. That's like a year's supply of belly button lint yeah. right there. Oh, I mean, not several years for me. I, I'm not a hairy guy, so I feel like it all just kind of goes out into the into the world. Yeah, and this is pretty. Know? This is packed pretty tight, so yeah. it might be yeah a, a while. And it's Blackbeard, right? Because uh, and this is going to be like uh, Blackbeard fan theory. All you know, for all I know, but didn't this Blackbeard guy? He would light his beard on fire when it was an emergency yeah maybe that was <laughs> in an emergency he's like yar it's cold on the ship and he lights his beard on fire but i heard though that blackbeard right would would go into battle with his long like matted dreaded beard he'd light the ends on fire and then go <laughs> and, like, just yeah dude i swear to you that is not a, what yeah i yeah i've heard tell of this yeah Shut i up. heard tell like like i was on one of the ships no but um yeah, I heard that he would light his beard on fire for real, dude. I swear to you, this is. I would really imagine real. if you had dreadlock beard, uh, then then yeah, you could probably, especially if you're like an oily guy, that yeah. might that might be a a nice wick. Yeah. But I can't imagine you're you're fighting anybody with your beard on fire. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever. But heard. how crazy if you saw that guy, you'd be like, that uh, guy's insane. That guy looks like he's about to die because his head's on fire. Yeah. I don't have to worry about fighting him because as long as his, dude, it's his, a, it's a his myth. head is it's going like an up urban in... legend. Wow. I swear to you. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I, th- I think so. Blackbeard was a real dude, right? Maybe. Was Black Bart? There had to be real pirates. I know there's Black Bart, Blackbeard, <laughs> right? All other famous blacks. <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> I I think probably the old tales of pirates and captains and stuff. There's always, there's always a captain, somebody Blackbeard. Probably yeah. that's probably like a timeless iconic thing that doesn't really have an origin. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. there was a Blackbeard and everybody knew him. Yeah, but I'm guessing so. there was lots of Blackbeards back then. Yeah. Well, especially if you were out and about in the uh, in like the cold, like. Well, no, they were. Where, where are they? Pirates in Antarctica? <laughs> yeah, they're just looking for other boats. Yeah, what if there were? No, there wouldn't be anything out there. It would the... suck to be a cold water pirate. Yeah, just I... trying to steal shit from penguins. Dude, or like a Viking. Like you're, you're cold. Yes, it's yeah, like I would yes. imagine a Viking boat. Like they're going through like icebergs and shit, and they're all yeah. cold and wet and shit. They're, yeah, they still got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. I would want to be a pirate of the Caribbean. That'd be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could run into, like, uh, what's his face? Johnny Depp. Johnny D. And he... <laughs> don't call him Johnny D. What? I don't know. It sounds really bad. I don't know why. That's... Like, I felt that inside my stomach that you said Johnny D. He hears that a lot, But he too. does... He, like, moves his hands like this. Remember when he was acting? He would be, like, really flighty with his hands. Okay. Like he was playing two flutes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Johnny D. Uh, I thought that was a joke, and you said you felt it in your belly. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. Yeah, oh boy, that, so that's why we're never gonna have Blackbeard Firestarters sponsor after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Episode what? Episode twelve. Do you Ray hold? 
Oh, but that's cool. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I got these anyway. Yeah. And uh, if I ever have to use them, that yeah, means man. whatever. Well, shit hit the fan. I'm going to have to um, ha- have a uh, beach fire or something and start it with this. Yeah. Not the whole thing, just a little bit. Well, they showed that you can peel them off like long wicks. That's or cool. you can cut the ends and make like a little pile, which seems like the... I, I guess you probably wouldn't want to take off this whole plastic wrap either. Right, because then it's if it's like a if it's like a braided rope, then it could frizzle yeah, out. Yeah, right. And you don't want that. Yeah. So I think maybe just cut off the ends. That makes sense. And use it as a little pile. Yeah. Pretty ingenious. What a smart product. Yeah. You know, something that people might never need, but it seems like it would be handy to have one. Yeah. Uh, just on standby, and they you got get a five pack of them, so you give one, give two, a couple away, and. And uh, it yeah. just gives you a little little reassurance. Fire mm-hmm. seems like a important thing in any emergency. Right. Right. It's Isn't nice to that have one. Fun. That's one of like the. <clears throat> they're supposed to be like. Uh, I think it's five C's of survival, which I wouldn't know what they were, but I think it's like cover, cordage, uh, combustion, and something else. I don't know, but hmm. I know that there's like five C's of survival. I wish I knew them off the top of my head, but I was really big into uh, what was the show called. Dual survival. Okay. For a while. You ever okay. watch that one? Uh, I watched the one where people, I think it's called Alive, where people go out and they just try to live as long as they can. Uh, alone. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. 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 clearly, I don't have a TV and what, don't watch that much TV. Yeah. So, alone, yeah. which I think is badass. That is, that is yeah. some shit that I would love to do. Yeah. I know I could survive. I know, oh. I know. I would win. I would end up, they would have to just be like, all right, this guy's living here now. And now he's just, this is, he thinks he lives here. (laughs) Like they'd they'd come to the win. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm so acclimated here that in my head, this is my life now. And they'd have to shake me out of it. You don't live here. Would you miss your family? I would. But like, I see those guys on there and they're like crying because they (laughs) miss their kids bro i would miss them i would miss them from the first i miss them when they're not even they're went to eugene with mom and dad like mom and grandma and grandpa when we came out to the pod check you're like i'm gonna miss my family i was like will you they're in there yeah right there yeah yeah and i know i would miss them for sure and i would turn that that sadness Mm -hmm. into i'm gonna fucking win yeah for sure or like now I've got to kill something because I'm going to go out in the woods and now I got to live. And that would be my, my fuel yeah. for surviving that, that situation because, uh, I know that winning would bring them money and that would probably be way more than any, a year of working. Yeah. You know, like, I so if I, they win $500,000 or something, enough, it's a, enough it's for a, it to be worth it. It's a good it. amount of money. Yeah. 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 So I do. I like that shit. But yeah. what was yours? What, what was your situation? Oh, your that's, show? it was just dual survival was the thing, and there was two guys that would go out. It, it's a lot. It, it's very frustrating. Whenever at first they they do a good job of producing the show, and they have two guys, and they're just in whatever environment trying to survive. But then when they pull the cameras back and show fifty people around them, that's all like the crew and camera and yeah, and shit. It's like, what is this? Yeah, and a lot of that shit is like faked. Yeah, like, you know. All right, now I need you to do this for the camera, or like, <clears throat> I. That's just not real. I don't yeah. like the pretend stuff. No, but I learned a lot from it. You yeah, know, like uh, you know, like the five C's. Yeah, like like that I only know three of, <laughs> so not really that much. But uh, 
there was two guys in the first one. It was like Dave Canterbury and Cody Lundeen were their names. Cody Lundeen, like legit badass as far as like um, primitive survival goes. Okay. He was a guy that was like like a, a real big guy, but like had like he seemed like he had like very like gentle mannerisms. He had two long braids and would walk around everywhere barefoot. He's like, I haven't worn shoes in 30 years. Wow. And he showed like his heels. Like he showed his heels and his feet and his heels had deep, deep cracks in them because that was just, that was the sole of his shoe essentially. Like his his feet were in the most primitive sense shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Like they were just his. Calloused. Yeah. Like he could walk through the desert with like cactuses and shit and not even feel it. Wow. Yeah. So he's going. And then even when they were in the most extreme, like they'd go to uh, wherever uh, the Himalayas or some shit and they'd be like okay, we're up in the mountain, we need to survive, like, what if our, you know, what if we were hiking and something went wrong and we need to survive and get back to town? Then he was like, oh, I'd better just grab my socks, and he would just wear wool socks. He would not wear shoes. Wow. Which is nuts. Pretty crazy. Yeah. He wasn't even Wim Hof breathing to survive. I don't know, maybe. You know, yeah. he, he could have been. Uh, I know they didn't they didn't advertise anything about breathing too much on it, but he was the type of guy that without something like this, he could start a fire, like, with like the smallest stuff so yeah. if that guy couldn't start a fire they were like well i guess we don't have a fire inside of our heated tent tonight with the 50 people around us yeah yeah that's you know stupid. what i mean like they yeah. weren't they weren't out there roughing it what about survivor man do you remember that guy he was like a yeah. british military uh, guy or something last stroud i want to say is uh, that his name yeah yeah he was the dude that would like he'd bring his guitar around and he, I remember he would, like, eat off of his guitar. I remember he used it as, like, a table. Okay. And I remember on the show The Office, they had the Survivor Man one where the boss, Michael, goes into the woods. Okay. And it's very funny. <laughs> I but, just remember him, like, climbing up a waterfall and me thinking, that's stupid, bro. Why yeah. would you ever need to climb up a waterfall? Find another way. Yeah. And, but it's cool to be able to do that. I, I also needed to shower, so I figured... Yeah, maybe that might have been what he said. Climb up the waterfall. Uh, he was the guy that, though... That taught me in an emergency water situation mm-hmm. that you could take your shirt off, okay. pee in it, and then drink the pee. And so let your your shirt will help filter whatever and, and just get that pee. Dang. Yeah. I guess if, if I had to, you know, I would. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, uh, who was it? One of the Gracie's. Like, or yeah. was it Machado? It uh, was like, I think it was uh, Leoto Machida. Machida. Yeah. Machida. He there we go. Own urine. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Right? That early morning pee. Cool. Bro, I, if your diet is so clean and everything you put into your body is, if your body seriously is your temple, then <laughs> maybe, maybe. If you eat a lot of like pineapple or something, mango, yeah. maybe it gets something through the sweet. pee. Yeah. And makes it yeah. palatable. That's rough. He's like, I just like asparagus and red meat. <laughs> yeah. and like, wow. I'm a garlic and asparagus <laughs> guy. Beets. That's bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was uh, guys that would play different sports. There was a guy, Jorge Posada, who was a catcher for the Yankees, and he would pee on his hands. He said that it would toughen his hands up. Interesting. Because he was one of these guys that would hit without batting gloves on, which is super rare now. But... Uh, yeah, because he just thought it toughened up his hands. Okay. Yeah. I think that that was like old school cure for like athlete's foot too. It's like pee on Yeah, your I've feet, heard that too. Right? Yeah, I've peed on my feet so many times. Yeah. It's just not getting no better. Boy. I guess I'm super <laughs> athletic. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That's, they're they're wild, dude. I don't know why my, my feet biome. I take probiotics and all that shit and it's just not helping. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's 
weird. Yeah, maybe, I don't. Ha- I don't have good skin. I don't maybe think. toe I don't socks. Oh, yeah. to keep them separated. Yeah. I wonder though. I feel like they would have to be like like moisture wicking though to keep moisture away from my feet because I feel like maybe my feet sweat a lot. Well, you you don't you have your feet in like work boots? Do you wear boots when you're at no, work? No, see, I wear I I just wear like a basic tennis shoe like this because I don't like going up and down the steps in boots. It yeah. It just feels so clunky and so like like almost like damaging to your body. Well, I guess you don't really. Like it's not like you're doing heavy rock lifting or something you know yeah. it's not i mean i've i've had some near misses where i've dropped some heavy shit at work and okay. been like whoa Ooh. like i remember i was carrying a big piece of plywood with one of my buddies and he dropped his side so my side slipped out That's and, the worst. and it just went right across like like just this portion of my foot like bang right like karate chop yeah and i was like oh fuck <laughs> and then he's like i'm really sorry man i was like you're good <laughs> you're good and then i looked at it and there was like a uh, darker kind of like bruise across my toes didn't break anything across the old metatarsals yeah 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 i mean it could have broken something yeah i don't know if i have particularly hard bones or not i've I've never been one to really break bones a lot no and i've punched a lot of hard stuff in my life because i was a troubled teen yeah yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't mess with it now though yeah now my hands hurt (laughs) my knuckles have taken some damage from a lot of punching and stuff huh yeah, now, gosh, punching. I For yeah. sure I can't punch as hard as I used to. Maybe I can't. I don't know. Because yeah. I think now I got way better technique than I ever did, too. Fair. But I used to, I had so much anger as a youngster. Yeah. That, that's what got me through my, the vast majority of my fight career. At least the early, f- wasn't being a talented striker or a talented jiu-jitsu guy. For sure not a jiu-jitsu guy because I didn't even start learning that shit really until after I was already like a professional fighter. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. You gotta think about it. Like now it's an essential. For sure. you don't have jiu-jitsu. It was an essential then too. Yeah, But But wrestling, a good, strong, topside, smash pressure wrestling Mm -hmm. can stifle a lot of jiu-jitsu. Look at Khabib. Smash. Yeah, smash, Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that video? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a good one, hey? This morning, I remember I I put it on. It was like first thing in the morning. I grabbed my phone, and I saw that you had sent that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here for nine minutes and watch this. Yeah. And yeah, it's very interesting how he uses his hips and the thigh master squeeze. Thousand percent thigh master squeeze. Opposed to his arms. And I would like like to do that drill. Yeah, 100%. The rodeo drill, man. Take mount. Yeah, Yeah. use our hands. Yep. That's great. Yep, I agree. And we will, for sure. We'll do that maybe this week. Yeah. We should. As long as it, I feel like it's going to be tough if I partner up with a particularly large person. I mean, that's size is going to affect yeah. it. Because then no contact to the ground kind of doesn't let you base. So you're already lopsided to one side or the other. Yeah. It's going to be a good core workout. You yeah. Know? It'll be fun. We'll Dude, have I feel fun like that's it. like where I always excelled. Like from the very beginning, doing like from our back, like shooting up, uh, you know, triangles or ashigrami, whatever. I always felt like my abs didn't, like, you get tired, but everybody's, like, complaining about it. And I was like, I feel like this, like, I was just born for this. Well, you got that, uh, you know, hit and clean up. You were, uh, you had that <laughs> strong up. twist or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. Right? So maybe, and think of jujitsu is, yeah, it's it's very forwards, yeah. but it's also not just forwards. We're always crossing our center line yeah. and pulling across. So so that twist of, of being a hitter yeah. and throwing, boom, twisting across. That easily translates to yeah. jujitsu. Yeah, I can already see how you can clean up your swing to make you hit the ball way, way harder and way further. With that right yeah, there. Well, let that. me tell you, my arms and shoulders and back and everything yeah. are crushed today. 
So I was, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, I was because you were out there sawing down. Dude, the I was chainsawing all day yesterday yeah. from from eight thirty till like four thirty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my freaking blade popped off my chainsaw or not the oh. blade, the, ch- the the chain. Yeah, came dude, off the chainsaw. Well, I flipped it, so I, I and I hit uh, one of. I had a piece of some some sort of like old rock thing, cement thing was behind this thing that I was hitting. So <laughs> a bunch of sparks, chainsaw, now my blade is stupid and dull. Man. Okay, so luckily I have a new chainsaw blade and I flipped it out, put it on, put it on, I'm chainsawing, it's just not working. And I'm like, what the hell? Well, I put the saw on backwards like a moron. Ah. So then I go, take it back up. I'm like, okay, do this whole thing again. Take yeah. it off, flip it around, put it back, put it back in, turn it. Try to pull the thing, doesn't even pull. Now I don't Man. know if I broke the chain by putting it on backwards like a moron. For sure could have. Yeah. Uh, but I, I flipped it and everything fit in there. You know, putting a chain on the chainsaw is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because you got to get the, the actual blade thing. You got to get it all the way in there, everyone in the right place. And uh, you get kind of good at it after having to do it a bunch. But yeah. something's wrong with it. So now it's a rental. Two PS, so I, I rented it. Dang. Uh, but I'll be taking it apart here as soon as we're done and doing a little maintenance myself on yeah, the old chainsaw. Still be good, I man. can figure it out. It's not yeah. complicated, but I I did it backwards the first time, so I'm not completely awesome at it. If you can't figure it out, bring it by the barn and we'll take a look. Take at it, it apart for me and put it back together. Maybe I mean we have all the tools and stuff. Yeah, I mean the tools are a ratchet and a screwdriver. Yeah. That's why. I mean, that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I like though working at a shop. Because it's you have access to everything. All sorts of yeah, shit, you know? it's like a woods class. I feel like as a as a high schooler, I for sure just like every other class screwed around, didn't care, didn't. But to be able to do a woods shop again, yeah, we're like here's all this wood and all these machines. Yeah. Build whatever the hell you want. Dude, I would have 15 tables and chairs yeah. that I built myself. Now, you know, I don't know. I never did take a, a shop class. We really? had a night. We had a real nice shop in our uh, high school. Um, the teacher, Mr. Wyrick, uh, he had a uh, <laughs> shout out, uh, <laughs> but he also taught typing class. So he had like a in his uh, shop. He had like the whole shop. Then there was an upstairs level that had all the lumber. And then off to the side of that was the computer class. Oh, he always yeah. had a hard time because he had nine fingers <laughs> teaching typing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the space bar with your, with your thumbs. He's like, it's just, you know, he's there with his nub. Very fast typer. No, but uh, we used to go up there in his class before baseball practice. They had uh, junior varsity, then varsity would practice. And uh, so I was on varsity all four years. So we used to go up and hang out in the computer lab and uh, just look up. Kimbo slice fights and shit online, okay. you know, whatever was big at the time. Sure. Yeah. I didn't have that option. We played a game in my computer class called Snood. Did you ever play uh, Snood? No. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like one where you shoot like a colored thing at a bunch of other things and it connects and lines disappear. It's like a very simple game. There's yeah. probably been 50 different versions. I think maybe it was called something else. I think it was called Snood. No, that sounds like like... You talking about this sounds oddly familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's like literally lots of games like this yeah. now, but that was yeah, what right. I did during computer class. Yeah. yeah. And then Woodshop, I built, I remember I built a chest and uh, it was actually pretty good, but I gave it to, um, I think I gave it to like our guidance counselor. Wow. Because 
Uh, I ended up talking to that guy a lot. Cause <laughs> You're like, didn't have a whole lot of guidance. Keep my files in this. And it's <laughs> yeah. a big ass chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he was cool too. You have the two, already the two uh, metal rails in it so you can put the, the <laughs> folders in there. <laughs> each each year. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name, so he really? didn't impact me that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was also 20 years ago. Can you imagine he's listening to this now and he's just like, he's not. Oh, I guess I guess I didn't. He's not because he's dead. Yeah, he, yeah. Who knows? He's, he asked if he could have his uh, ashes placed in the chest. That's how, that's how <laughs> oh, much, nice. That's how much that you nice met, that really hit him. Yeah, yeah. dude. You never Hopefully. know. It was a cool. It was a good chest. I wish I'd have kept it. Yeah. Yeah. There's. A, <laughs> there's. A, <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have kept it. And not had his ashes in it. That's what's funny, you know. Is what's wild is uh, you know, you look at like purchasing an urn you can buy them on amazon and i remember uh i like to always make a joke it's always in poor taste but anytime that somebody passes i like to say hey here's the last like this is like how they look now and it's always a picture of a skeleton <laughs> well, so, yeah i know right terrible joke but uh i clearly haven't suffered that much loss in my <laughs> life to be making those jokes but um i remember after john madden passed last year you know the big football guy yeah uh, I said, yeah, here he is now, and I found a Raiders urn. <laughs> I'm just showing it to people at work. Yeah, that would be a tough one to resell, right? What do you do? You you get yeah. you get to like an estate sale, yeah, and you're like, oh, this sweet urn, I, I could probably get, I could flip this for double. Yeah, <laughs> it's got ashes in it. You just take it out back, and clank it off, yep, <laughs> shake it out, get the card note, rinse it out, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It gets up in your eyes a little bit. Like, yeah, dog. Like, come on now. I got a pink eye now, for God's sakes. Uh, I got this butthole all <laughs> in there. But I feel like uh, I, I once rented a house. And uh, this is the first house that I had ever rented. And it was like, uh, it was a three-bedroom house that was in the middle of Walport. Uh, way too big for, for me and my, uh, I guess it would have been my ex-wife at the time. Well, okay. And uh, we lived in this place, and I remember in the laundry room down there, whenever I was doing all the goddamn laundry, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lousy broad. Can't believe she backhanded you, too. Though. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, why I oughta and did. No, I'm just kidding, I totally didn't. But uh, we had this uh, laundry room down there, and... I remember I was cleaning up the house. These people were like hoarders, right? And they kind of pulled the rug out from under me because uh, they gave me like a sweet deal on the place. I was able to make like rent. It was only like 800 bucks for a three bedroom place. Like really nice. Yeah. Now it's $2,200. <clears throat> oh, it's crazy. Well, they sold it. Okay. So what, what they did is they were like hoarders knowing that I'm kind of like a, I'm not like a neat freak, but I really do like things kind of organized, like knowing where things are. So I took the time to just like clean up this whole house. Almost single-handedly, okay. you know? So I clean up everything. I make everything look good. And then, like, three months later, they're like, oh, surprise, we're selling the place. No, oh, no, 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 clean it up. So, yeah. But lousy. Yeah. But so them being hoarders, they left all sorts of shit behind. One of the things that they left behind as I was cleaning out the laundry room was there was a box. It was just, like, a maroon-colored box. And I didn't know. I, you know. I'd never seen ashes at this point. So I pulled it out, and then it was like human remains like these wow. are like the you know so-and-so's ashes <laughs> and uh it has a little bag in it that has like a tie like a twist tie kind of on it and there's like a bag of ashes in there yeah so i called the lady like immediately and was like hey uh i found some like ashes in here like and, and she goes oh that's mom <laughs> i was like what <laughs> you could just let i mean oh. man i have them to this day 
Shut no. up. Oh, no, God. I remember I went into the laundry room and I used to try to like psych myself out. I was like, it is kind of cold in here. I was like, yeah, it's a single pane glass. Like, it's, of course it's cold. Yeah. So what did you do with them? Just left them there, you know? Oh. I, yeah, because they came So they went with the house? house? I, I have no idea. Oh. Yeah. But it was just, just a, an unsettling thing to be like, man, you know? <clears throat> Coming pick them up. Yeah, Pick up mom. like I felt like that was the thing. They're like, oh, we're in Washington and whatnot. And, you know, I, I've just always felt like it was weird to have a human being that had passed in my laundry room. Yeah. For, and I don't, you know, I don't have any attachment to this person. It seemed like it was like super disrespectful that, by them and then super like uncomfortable for me. For because sure. it was like, you left him in the laundry room. So now I don't know if I want to, maybe she loved laundry. I'm not going to move him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mom's out by the mailbox waiting for you. <laughs> no shit, right? That was bad, dude. Mm. I didn't like it. Did not like it. Rough place. Yeah. Yeah. Human remains in the hmm. laundry room, dude. All right. Well, that sounds like a good uh, way to finish up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, episode 12. We did it. All right. Uh, anything to, to finish with? I know you went to Stevo. Uh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. How, can you tell us about that? I can recap that pretty Okay. Quick. We got a few minutes. Okay. Here are a couple minutes. So went to Stevo uh, last Sunday. Okay. Uh, at the McDonald Theater in Eugene. You didn't get stabbed. Your car didn't get broken into. Uh, luckily, no. Good. Uh, parking's way cheaper than it was in Seattle. Okay. It's called like three bucks to park for as long as you want. They're just you know? daring you to park there. Yeah. Right. There was graffiti behind my car when we when we backed in. But so anyhow, we went to the place. It was cool. It was fun. Uh, Stevo, really smart in the way that he handled things. Is uh, so when you normally go to a comedy show. You get led into the room, and then you kind of, like, wait for a while. Then the openers come on, so on and so forth. Well, during that waiting period, he has a screen on the stage. It's, like, a big screen so that he can talk about stunts and then show you the stunts on there. Okay. Because I think at this point, he's past mutilating himself, uh, at least live. <clears throat> you know, he still mutilates himself, but it's, like, he'll pre-record those chunks and then show them. I feel like recording the injury is is very important because mm -hmm. you're going to want to play that video over and over and over right. so you don't have to injure yourself over and over and right. over. Right, yeah. It's, of course. So you can Duh. just do one and done and not keep doing it. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to spoil any of the stunts because he hasn't put out... This will end up being a special at some point, I'm sure. Okay. Not in the theater, but... Spoil it. But he'll take it. Spoil no, it. That's rude, dude. <laughs> that seems crazy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you off air, you know? No, uh, but I... So anyhow, before the stage, right, he has the big, like, before anybody gets on, he has a big screen up there. And on the big screen, he has, like, clips of his podcast, him talking, him talking about all the merch that he has for sale in the lobby, like, talking about it in a funny, personable way. Okay. Which is super smart. Because if you're sitting there waiting for somebody to get on stage, for example, Joe Rogan. When Bender and I went to see Joe Rogan, on stage, there's just a picture of Joe Rogan. It's like, you're at Joe Rogan in the Moda Center. Cool. We got there early. We had for an hour and a half because he was like the show started an hour and a half later. Oh, just for the opener to come on. It was that late. So by the time that this woman gets up there and she's like, How, how's everybody doing? And we're all like, OK, <laughs> like we're doing all right, you know. So uh, she it was just just too too long. Too much dead time. Hour and a half is a lot of time sitting Yeah, around. by the end of that hour and a half, we were like Ben and I weren't talking. We were just like, we've talked about fucking everything. Like, everything that we, like, we've covered, all the topics. Yeah. And at that point, he wasn't even training here. Everybody's just on their phone. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's what it, we were, sitting at each other on our phone. And, and he wasn't training here at the time, so I couldn't, like, talk too much jiu-jitsu with him. 
because he's like, yeah, you know, in Tyler's garage, you know, I hit an armbar on him. And I'm like, okay. No. Neat. I'm glad those guys found their way. I know. Yeah. Bless their hearts. But uh, so anyhow, Steve-O, big, big screen, super smart. Um, during the show, there were some hecklers, which is, which is weird because he had to throw a couple of people out. Yeah. Um, what a jerk move to interrupt the person like that's everybody's there to see. And especially like, it was just the context in which they heckled. He was talking about like his troubles with addiction and him wanting to do a specific stunt in which he used sedatives, like to make the stunt funnier. Okay. Um, it was like going to be like the basis, the basis of the stunt. So he's talking about like, he didn't want to get like back on the wagon even for a bit. You know, he's like his sobriety. Back on the wagon of drugs. Right. Okay. Because his sobriety is more important than, you know, some stupid stunt. Sure. That seems like a easy segue to right. restarting your drug exactly. uses. I just got a fresh taste for the show. Right. Yeah. So he's so he's being like very vulnerable about it. And it's not a point in the show when people are laughing. And he's taking his time telling you about it. Until somebody says, like, bring it on. Like, just spit it out. You know, like, and, and he's like, man, like, that sucks. Like, why would you do that? Had to throw somebody out. Because once he was like, hey, you know, like, don't yell shit out. You know? Yeah. And they kept going and going and going. And then he was yeah, like, okay, somebody stupid. help her go. So, uh, ultimately, the show ended up being There's a girl fine. then that was doing it? Yeah. Two, I think two women got thrown out. Because wow. there was somebody yelling and then somebody, like, yelling back at the person in, like, an argumentative way and then like turned on steve-o because he was like everybody just shut up please oh wow yeah it was it was weird so i and when when this was happening i like i i would have liked to be like yeah just listen you know listen to him yeah. <laughs> you know like we're all here to see this guy in my heart i'm thinking that but i don't want to be another person that's causing the issue more yeah. and i'm sure that everybody in the room felt like i felt you know, they wanted to be like, shut the fuck shut up. up. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and somebody did yell that. And then Steve, was like, I don't like any of this. Like everybody shut up. Like, yeah. you know, I want to tell you guys my story. So, uh, you know, does the thing, but I noticed something about that is when he's talking about like the pain and the addiction, I think like Steve, almost has like a form of therapy, like group therapy when he can go out and see a bunch of like fresh minds yeah. That's, you know, there's whatever, 400 people there or something. I don't know how many people it holds. But he would look at, you know, everybody, and sometimes he would, like, thank us for laughing. Like, after the stunt, he'd be like, I'm really glad that you guys laughed at that because, you know. It hurt. hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like he's, like, facing some of his demons in a, like, big format is, like, admitting in front of people. Like, isn't that, like, the first thing? Like, the first step to, uh, like, AA or whatever is, like, admitting you have a problem. Sure. But he's admitting sense. that, and he's, like, continues to, like, affirm that he's had issues, and he's getting past them, and he has got past them. And you look at steve was like, a, a success story. Yeah. You know? Do you think that maybe he realizes that the the life of drug use and injuring yourself or other people's entertainment maybe did more damage to him than just the damage to his body physically, mm -hmm. but damage mentally. And now he's trying to just like bring real value to people, yeah. not value of just hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like now he wants to come cause he's probably, he's learned a lot about life, about himself yeah. And that life experiences and then telling people about that gives him a really unique perspective yeah. into people, mm -hmm. like into not just 
because he has his experience of all the crazy shit he did, yeah. like jackass or whatever. Yeah. But really, the 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 interesting part that only he can have the perspective of seeing how people receive mm-hmm. all of the trauma that you've did to your body and how they take that and like and use that. Yeah. Because it's weird that you hurting yourself brings other people happiness essentially, yeah. right? And like that's kind of a a weird position to be in. Sure. And like, I could see that when he goes and now he's still injuring, he's still like doing this stuff to be able to sit down in front of the actual people that watch that Mm -hmm. and say, genuinely, I'm glad you guys thought that was funny. Yeah. Cause fuck that. that, That's what I'm here for. And now he's playing like this role of like jester. Mm -hmm. Right. And to be able to now have an understanding of the impact of that on him himself, yeah. Probably like yeah, it just teaches you some shit, yeah. And so it would make sense that as he's talking to people, that like there's a lot more mental going on in that situation for him, yeah. Than it is just for everybody who's just sitting there watching something and laughing mm-hmm. and getting entertainment out of it. Yeah, yeah. He has like a more in-person connection because when he hears when he hears like. People seeing something for the first time react in the way of laughter. Yeah. That's fulfilling firsthand. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he's not there, you know, lighting himself on fire. But when everybody goes, oh, shit, and then laughs because he's funny about it. Yeah. He probably wants to just be entertaining and bring value to people in ways that aren't just hurting himself. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, there's you're only going to get so much entertainment value out of somebody getting thrown out of something or whatever it almost gets sad at a point at some point for sure right right? like i want to bring you guys happiness Mm -hmm. and knowledge and other things that are valuable other than the i just uh, now i'm bleeding right right yeah i feel i feel like it's it's watching him almost it it was weird it was like watching a a very funny almost like a ted talk (laughs) Because he admits to being like an attention whore and and his drug issues, yeah, and like he he brings himself into this very vulnerable light, but does it in a likable, funny way that you're there and you don't feel bad for him. Yeah, he's really found like his his niche, whatever yeah. it is. Like he's found a way to like reach out to people, and I think Stevo, oddly enough, is going to help a lot of people that have struggled with drugs and alcohol yeah. and addiction. Yeah, because. He's a success story. Yeah, he's been there too, and he understands it deep in it. And, and now he shows that he's raw footage of it, yeah, it's, it's gnarly, dude. Yeah, yeah, sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And, it's uh, uh, it would be interesting to show the Stevo now to the Stevo twenty years ago. Yeah, you know. Well, he was selling uh, skateboard decks because he skates now. Like he's like a good skater too. He showed like a uh, some uh, uh, footage of it, and he has a photo of like his first mug shot on a skate deck that he sells in the lobby and he signs every one of them i almost bought one but i was like 100 bones come on 100 Steve. bones you you're know? not a skater you might have to up, yeah. level up your skating a little bit yeah but i uh so it, it's cool though because he was like the, he was like if it wasn't for this kid back then i wouldn't be who i am now but i would love to like tell that kid now that i'm proud of him like you know like, wow. i'm like it's like we got here together and you know it's two different people almost yeah think about like you know, 20 years of difference or however long it's been and like all of the shit that that guy's been through. Yeah. You know, like yeah. from like super high highs to crazy low lows. 
Well, I think that's what brings somebody value is his ex- his life experience. Mm-hmm. He's since he's he's lived so much, he's done so many things, made a lot of mistakes a lot of the way, learned yeah. a lot of lessons, and now is able to tell the stories. That isn't that like the mentor that that we actually that people should be looking up to yeah. is somebody that's been through the shit For sure. and come out to the other side yeah. and now is able to tell about why you don't need to be through that shit. And yeah. th- you know, that's cool. Sounds like he's bringing value. And we sat close to the stage, and he came over and he made repeated eye contact with me during the entire show. Wow. And I have a photo at the very end. He stood on the stool and he said, hey, everybody, thanks for not filming this. This is all new stuff. I don't want to get out. Okay. But he goes, uh, now he's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, you know, take a photo of me on stage. Don't, you know, just just here you go. So he stands up on the stool. And I was was thinking, I was like, oh, no, he's going to backflip off it and hit his head or whatever and just stood up there and got down okay you know, i was like that's nice you know <laughs> like yeah because part of saving me, the flip for the next show yeah the nine... well, part of me was worried that it was like is he gonna hurt himself real bad on stage here because yeah. uh you know it's just i guess i, I care about people after enough. after the after he pours his heart out too now you see him more as somebody that is somebody like a friend yeah and as he's looking right at me okay like a lot of the time because we were right on the edge and i feel like the reason being is because I was laughing loud when I was supposed to laugh, like you know, things that made made it be funny. But I felt like I was like, connecting and looking at him when he was talking about like personal shit. I felt like, you know, he was talking to you kind of. Yeah. You know, but I was like, I don't like I was like, I've never used drugs. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't <laughs> I, use drugs, uh, but, you know, <laughs> never too late. No, he's kidding. No, <laughs> 30 years old. <laughs> that's right. That's oh. when I start. No, nobody starts at 30. Hopefully not. Probably not too many. Yeah. You know, they might want to nowadays. I get, I probably more people have tried some shit in the last two years. You think? A lot of home time, a lot of, it's already illegal to gather. You might as well illegally gather and try some shit. It's true. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll we'll see the negative side effects of, of people being locked inside their house for years. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to go out though, uh, to, to a place and, uh, be around only other vaccinated people Here's so you guys could feel all feel better than everybody else. It's weird, though, is a lot of people wearing their masks the whole time. I remember the, the person that came and sat next to me, I had my mask, like, down, but it was still on, but yeah. it was down, yeah. you know? And then the guy that sat next to me, I saw him take his mask down. I was like, nice. And then Danny had hers off, and I took mine all the way off, and I was like, okay, cool, because that's a weird dynamic that you never had to worry about before. What? Sitting next to somebody... And being like, what's your status on the oh. masks, you know? Like, How about the person that's in front of you is the one that should be worried? Yeah. Like, turn around it. and be like, oh, wear your mask. I know you're breathing on the back of my head the or whole the time. Or the people right behind you, because that's where all the air goes. If you're wearing the mask, it's just blowing yeah. it back. Yeah. yeah. How about this? Everybody's fucked. You're all breathing the same air. Yeah. Stop. Take the diaper off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well... That was a long one, but it's That was a, good a long one. one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Nathan yeah. and Gabe Show, episode 12. 12. All right. Bye, friends. Goodbye, everyone.